Welcome to History Class After Hours. I am Joseph Barra, and joining me is Eli. Morning. So we start season two back from a short, short summer. Yeah, it was real short. It was very short. But we're ready to go. We got more fascinating stories to share with you guys. It's a huge lineup. Huge lineup. All-star lineup. All-star. MVP caliber. All right. So today we are going to talk about the Hatfields and McCoys. What do you know about the Hatfields and McCoys? They have a comedy show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They do have a comedy show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I heard it's in that huge barn. It is. I heard the chicken's really good. Chicken? Yeah. I've heard. I've never gone either. All right. So family feuds are not uncommon to American history. There's even a TV show named Family Feud. Yeah, but I don't don't think that's the same thing. We'll come back to that. Okay. We'll come back to that. All right. So there's been plenty of feuds in American history that have turned violent. Uh, one famous one was called the Pleasant Valley War in the 1880s that pitted the Grams versus the Tewksburys. The whole war. Whole war. Yeah. Wow. The two families were actually friendly with one another because they shared the same hobby of stealing cattle. What a hobby. Uh, things would then turn sour, however, when the Tewksbury sheep started to overgraze on contested land between the two families. Things got violent when Thomas Graham shot a Tewksbury hired hand who had been herding sheep. In retaliation, Ed Tewksbury shot Graham. Grahams would then lay siege to the Tewksbury cabin, resulting in the death of their son and his friend. Over the next few years, over 50 men were killed in this war. The feud, though, would come to an end in 1892 when Tom Graham Jr., the last surviving member of his family, killed in Tempe, the fugitive, uh, was killed in Tempe by fugitive Ed Tewksbury, who remembers the guy that started this all, who was also the last remaining member of his family. They literally fought to the death. That really comes down to like a... a I, I don't even know... Like, you can't even make that up. No. Some believe that the war caused Arizona to be delayed in the statehood because the two families were just wiping each other out and the state really did nothing to stop it. So everyone, like, everyone in Congress is like, this is a lawless place. We don't want them to be a state. <laughs> Wait till they finish. Yes. Um, in the Ozarks, there was another violent family feud, this time pitting the Turks and the Joneses. This feud broke out on Election Day 1840 is when you see a lot of these feuds break out because often men got off work and they were given alcohol prior to voting. Uh, Andy Jones and Jim Turk got into a scuffle that was soon joined by other members of their clans. A bounty hunter would then come to the Ozarks looking for a relative of the Joneses named James Morton. The Turks would turn in James Morton, adding to the feud. Hiram Turk, the patriarch, was then arrested for kidnapping him. Charges would be dropped. Feeling wrong, Andy Jones would shoot and kill Hiram. Jones would go to trial but was acquitted. So feeling injustice or justice had failed, then the Turks formed a group of vigilantes called the Slickers. What a name. And hunted down the Joneses. Of course. They would tie people to trees and with, whip them with hickory switches. Okay. Somehow there's a name, the name Slickers is tied to that. I haven't been able to find the correlation, but maybe it's just speech, not being able to speak properly. <laughs> the Joneses would then form their own group called the Anti-Slickers. Of course. 
The battle raged until the Slickers mistakenly went after an innocent farmer and nearly killed him. Oh after which point, the Missouri government charged 38 of them with the crime. <laughs> the arrest diminished the Slicker number significantly and led to the feud dissolving over the next few years. Um, there's a bunch of these things that broke out in Texas. What you see is a lot of these feuds happen like after the Civil War, and typically it's because like one family was pro-Union and one family was like pro-Confederate, and then they would just like start killing each other afterward. That feels okay. Yeah, yes. I, that makes sense. Yeah. So the Hatfields and McCoys is a family feud that's probably the most famous in American history. It's a name most people have heard of, but really don't really know the true story of. Um, so it's going to take place in the borderlands of Kentucky and West Virginia in the 1880s. And the feud would pit two families against each other and result in the deaths of several. So the, the, the patriarchs involved here. First, you have William Hatfield, who was born on September 9, 1839, in Logan, Virginia, which is now part of West Virginia. He gets the nickname Devil Ants. And that's Devil Ants. Devil Ants. And that's how we will refer to him for the rest of the story. Some say his mother gave him the name. Supposedly, she said he was so mean the devil was afraid of him. His own mother was saying. Okay, but how does the ant part work? I don't know what ants means. Ants? A-N-C-E. Oh. Devil ants. It's like an A-N-T. No, not ants. Ants. Like... Others say he got it during the Civil War. Others say it was a contrast to his cousin who was called Preacher Ants. Yeah. All right. So after the war, he would be uh, an early timber entrepreneur and would employ a lot of people in the area. He was a rough man that was agnostic. On the other side of the feud was Randolph McCoy, who was born on the Kentucky side um, of the Tug River. All right. He would be a subsistence farmer. He was very religious and had 17 children. 17? 17. 17. And they all survived, like, childhood. We, we are getting to this place in, no, going back to my old AP Human Geography days, where in America, they're leaving their, their stages of... They're moving on to stages of life on yes. the demographic transition model. And, you know, look, more look, people are living. Let's so. keep bringing up knowledge. Um, both men would serve together in the Confederate Army during the Civil War. McCoy, however, would be a POW for the final two years. Hatsfield, on the other hand, would desert and form his own unit of men called the Logan Wildcats and would perform guerrilla operations within that Kentucky-West Virginia border. He was connected to the killings of several Union soldiers and officers in the area. Um, this would start kind of the hostility between the two men because uh, McCoy always felt like life has wronged him. And the fact that this guy deserted and didn't get punished and he was like honorable or he believed he was honorable and like stayed with the army and was a POW, that didn't sit right with him. Yeah, I mean, that, that's him a little. All right. So it also didn't help that Hart Hatsfield is going to prosper after the war while McCoy is going to struggle financially. Yeah, that, I, I can see where <coughs> issues are starting to yeah. rise here. So several events would transpire which would help lead to the 30-year blood feud. Uh, the first occurred when McCoy's younger brother was killed. Asa McCoy had fought with the Union Army during the war. When he was returning home after suffering a, a broken uh, bone, he is going to be killed. The Logan Wildcats would put Asa on notice that uh, they would be paying him a visit. He would go and hide out in a cave, but eventually they tracked him down and killed him. Many believe Devil Ants committed the killing. However, he did have an alibi, and it was more likely his uncle, Jim Vance, killed him. 
Jim Vance is going to be a crazy person that just, yes. There's always that one uncle. Mm-hmm. There's the fun uncle, and then there's the uncle <coughs> that, you know. So no charges were ever filed. All right. So uh, some people think this kind of started more tensions between uh, McCoy and Hatfield. Some people, though, said that McCoy was like perfectly fine with it. He's like, yeah, he he fought for the union. He kind of he got six. He kind of had it coming. He's got sixteen other children. Yeah. Uh, the second event was a land dispute. After the war, Devil Ants was involved in a land dispute with uh, Randolph McCoy's cousin Perry Klein. The dispute was over 5,000 acres of land that both men would hold the title to. Hatfield would file a civil suit against Klein. Hatfield would win in court. And McCoy believed it was because it was a Hatfield-friendly court. So you're starting to see this trend. McCoy always feels like he's being wronged, and Hatfield is the cause of it. Third event is often what most people are told started the feud, and it is over a pig. In the fall of 1878, Randolph McCoy brought charges against Floyd Hatfield, Devil Ants' cousin, for stealing one of his pigs. He said it had his marking on the ear. The allegation was a very serious offense at the time because hogs were extremely valuable to the farming community and one hog could feed a family for about a month. Wow. And food was kind of short. Uh, the jury was made up of six Hatfields and six McCoys. Of course. All right. They wanted to try to make it fair. So the trial went to court and basically... Floyd Hatfield is going to be victorious. He wins seven to five. So that means Two McCoy, one, McCoy. one McCoy crossed lines. All right. Um, oh. He voted Floyd innocent, probably because he was employed by Devil Ants. Of course. Yes. So pick, ra- <laughs> pick the wrong McCoy. Then. Yep. So Randolph would view the ruling as unfair. The key witness, though, in the trial was Bill Stanton. Who was actually related to both families? Uh, he was Randolph's nephew, nephew, and had married into the Hatfield family. Uh, and he is basically going to say that, like, I know Floyd; he wouldn't have done that. Blah 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 blah. And so, supposedly, he was the star witness. Well, he's going to be found dead later. Of also, th- okay, this sounds more like a mob than anything else. <laughs> yeah, two of McCoy's sons were believed to have committed the murder, but were found innocent in court on grounds of self-defense. They said that um, Stanton had seen them in the woods, panicked, and fired a shot, grazing one of them in the hip, and then they returned fire and killed him. That's like the most basic defense, though, in the in the early yeah. 1900s, like self-defense or insanity. Whichever one you want to plead there, you'll usually get out of it. I mean, <laughs> you'd have to do something really bad. not Especially to. back then when the guy you're defending yourself from, you kill. So there's right. No, there's only one side of the story. Exactly. Yeah. And if you claim self-defense, make it believable. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have somebody else there. Wonder if like the other brother shot his brother in the hip to make. That's it what look I was like, thinking. Yeah. Like, if I had to shoot him now to. If but tra- based if- off of what I know of this, I don't think they're that smart. <laughs> All right. So the Yikes. feud becomes even more violent. In 1882, the feud uh, escalates. Ellison McCoy, who was Devil Ants' younger brother, would be jumped in public during an election day quarrel by three of Randall McCoy's sons. Like I said earlier, elections were a debacle back then. Candidates would hand out booze and try to win the votes of the people. Therefore, everybody was drunk. That, okay. In a small concentrated area. Okay. Ellison is going to be stabbed more than 20 times before being shot. Okay, that's a little overkill. All right, yeah. The three McCoy boys were arrested for the crimes. Devil Ants, however, was so enraged by the killing of his younger brother, he decided to take matters into his own hands. He waited to see if Ellison was going to live. 
but once Ellison died, he formed a posse to get the McCoy boys. The McCoys, Tolbert, the McCoy, McCoy boys, these are fun names, Tolbert Farmer with a PH instead of an F, <laughs> and Randolph Jr. were taken away from the authorities Taken to the woods, and each were shot up to 40 times by the Hatfields. Up to 40 up times. Up to, yeah. So they just, yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. Nothing was done. Obviously. Yes. This is just going to so go back and forth. in the midst of this blood feud, we got a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet situation occurring. I saw this coming. So while the feud was escalating, a romance would grow between members of each family. Randall's daughter, Rosanna, began a relationship with Jonesy Hatfield. Rosanna would eventually become pregnant with Jonesy's child. Oh, saw that coming. Upon learning of the affair, Randolph became extremely upset and disowned his daughter. It also didn't help that Rosanna had helped break Jonesy out of jail. All right, basically he had been arrested for being like a bootlegger, oh. and they arrested him in Kentucky. But then she'll ride to Devil Ants and tell him what was going on and that Jonesy was like being held in prison, and they broke him out. So the McCoy clan was not very happy about that. Um, around this time, though, like right after he got out of jail or was broken out of jail, oh, this is mean. Jonesy dumps Rosanna and marries her cousin Nancy instead. He would have like six wives during his lifetime. Family regions are going to be whack. Mm -hmm. Nancy would eventually leave Jonesy for a man named Bad Frank. I, 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 I never could find anything about Bad Frank, but he, he got left. been bad. So Rosanna would be forced to move in with her uncle, Uriah, and Auntie Betty. One of these names. Uh, it's Appalachia. <laughs> Rosanna's child would die at the age of one, and Rosanna would die at the age of 29 not long after, and I believe it was of consumption. I think the TB got her. That would make sense. Yes. That, I, mean, we, I mean, that's how we got to start season two with the TB death. Um, the feud would reach a tipping point on January 1st, 1888. Cap Hatfield and Jim Vance would leave several members of the family to attack the McCoy cabin. Basically, they had all been out partying, and they all got hammered, and they're all like, eh, let's go kill them all. And so they walked six miles to the cabin. That's dedication. Mm -hmm. Like, to walk six <clears throat> miles... It took them a couple hours, too, because the terrain's so, like... And still be mad enough to kill yes. these people... It's deep. Like, I can be mad and maybe, you know, walk into the other room and be like, okay, I don't care anymore. Cool off. Whatever. But to walk six miles through the mountains to go, like, destroy a cabin with all these McCoys in it, mm -hmm. that's, okay, dedication, hatred maybe. I, I mean, that's, that's something completely different than, you know, that's just, that's crazy. <laughs> So Cap Hatfield and Jim Vance, remember, crazy uncle, would leave several members of the family to attack the McCoy cabin. Randolph's house is going to be set ablaze. Several members of his family are going to be killed in the pursuing shootout. His son Calvin was killed, basically laying cover so his father could escape. And his daughter, Elifair, was also shot trying to flee the burning house. Elifair. His wife, Sally, who would go to help Elifair, is going to be severely beaten by the Hatfield to the point where she suffers broken ribs, a skull fracture, and she's going to become permanently disabled after the altercation. So they're not whole big on the, uh, leave the women and children? Nope. They wanted to wipe out the family. That oh. was the goal. Like, okay. done. Wow. End it. End the feud. We're going to wipe out the family. 
Rest of kids, though, were able to escape without, uh, but would suffer horrible frostbite. Randolph would then move to Pikesville, Kentucky, where he'd live out the remainder of his life, a bitter old man where he would occasionally operate a ferry. So following the attack on January 1st, Kentucky Deputy Frank Phillips and a posse of McCoys chased down Jim Vance and killed him. Nine other Hatfield family members were hauled to jail. Devil Ants was not one of them, however, because he was not part of the posse that went to McCoy's house. Shortly after these events, the Hatfields, led by Devil Ants, prepared one last offensive against the McCoy family. The McCoys, however, were tipped off. With the help of Frank Phillips, every able-bodied man went, into, went to intercept the Hatfields. Then you get what is called um, the Battle of Grapevine Creek in West Virginia. No one's going to be killed, but several Hatfields are going to be wounded and taken prisoner. The prisoners were put on trial for the murders of the McCoy children during the New Year's raids. So the trial, because of the issues of due process and illegal extradition, because they caught them in West Virginia, so then the Hatfields were saying, well, you can't take us into Kentucky and put us on trial. So it goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Basically, the Supreme Court rules, yes, they can take you to Kentucky, and they can put you on trial there. <laughs> That's just a waste of time. Yep. It was called Mahone versus Justice. They ruled 7-2 to two in favor of Kentucky. 7-2? Mm-hmm. Okay. They are all going to be found guilty and sent to jail for life except for one person, Cotton Top Ellison, who was the illegitimate son of Ellison Hatfield. Uh, they believe it was uh, Ellison it was, had a child with his cousin. Cotton Top. Cotton Top. Like Cotton Top was mentally challenged, and it was easy oh. to convince him to take the blame. Supposedly, they said, like, if you admit to doing this, we'll give you a, a less harsh penalty. It's pretty sad. Poor punishment, and then they ended up hanging him. Uh, that's, that's pretty sad. Yes. So thousands would come witness his hanging, even though public executions were banned in Kentucky. Uh, his last words were, they made me do it. The Hatsfields made me do it. Okay, so... So the Hatfields are convicted, mm-hmm. okay, so they're found guilty, and then they put all this blame on Cotton Top? He's kind of the scapegoat, yeah. <sighs> yep. So following the hanging of Cotton Top, the feud would subside. Many people say Randolph McCoy was, uh, he, he felt justice had been done, and he just kind of let it go. Uh, trials, however, would continue up until 1901. John, John Z would be the last one tried and would be sentenced to life in prison. But he's only going to serve six years when he saved the prison warden's life from a violent knife attack. Of course. So in 1914, Randolph would die a bitter old man, and he dies by lighting himself on fire while cooking. Wow, I thought, okay, well. He's cooking, he's cooking like some grits, and he lights himself on fire accidentally and just goes down. Devil Ants, however, would go through a transformation as he got older. In 1911, he would be baptized and even start a church. He would live peacefully on his farm on Island Creek, where he raised hogs. He was also extremely paranoid and always was carrying a gun with him. He would die in 1921 of pneumonia and be buried under a large marble statue of himself. <coughs> so, the feud today. The feud has subsided. Both families have used the feud to make some money. In 1979, both families competed each, against each other on the family feud. Did they really? They, they were both on it for a week. A week? And they both came on stage firing guns at one another. 
but they had blanks in them. Oh, oh so just, just playing into that. Obviously. I think um, the area where the feud took place has become a tourist destination with tours and ATV trails being built, so they're making money off that. Make a trip there. In 2000, there was a joint family reunion where over 5,000 people attended. In 2003, an official truce was signed between the families, and June 14th officially became Hatfield and McCoy Reconciliation Day in Kentucky and West Virginia. Um, I think two of the family members have even started a moonshine business, like a legal moonshine distillery. Is that a legal one? Yes. How is that legal? Uh, it's state regulated. State regulated moonshine. Yeah. Okay. So that means you properly pay your taxes and all that stuff. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. And an interesting note, in 2007, Vanderbilt University did a study and believed that the McCoys suffered from a rare disease called von Hippel-Lindau disease. Uh-oh. It's a rare disease caused by a type of tumor on the adrenal gland, which in turn causes too much adrenaline to pump through the body. It can cause violent mood swings. It does produce hypertension, headache, and sweating intermittently, depending on what, when the surge of these compounds occurs in the bloodstream. Uh, one doctor said, I suppose these compounds could possibly make somebody very angry and upset for no good reason. So there you have it. Modern medicine. The Great American <laughs> Feud. The Hatfields and McCoys. Wow. So that is much better than Family Feud. Uh, yeah. yeah. The History Channel did a pretty good miniseries yeah. a couple years ago. Kevin Costner was in it and Bill Paxton. Course. Um, of course, they did take some liberties, but just the overall story was still kind of there. Pretty so if you enjoyed Hatfields and McCoys, check that out. Um, and thank you for joining us. Come back again. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.